0: She is hard. Her voice screams callous and her touch raw. You think she doesn't care, but she does and she always has. You mistook her tenacity for bitch. She is quick. She can time travel like you've never seen before. You saw her tomorrow and didn't realize because you were stuck in yesterday. You mistook her forward thinking for detroit. She is quiet. Her silence scares you because it makes you unsure of yourself. She compels you to swallow and taste your vices. You mistook her composure for judgment. She is vital. Her urgency in this room is undeniable. Your rejection of it only ensures that her visit maintains. You mistook her necessity for oppression. She is unseen. If you had to guess, she would be everywhere and nowhere. Her body is not contained to the visible realm. You mistook her presence for absence. She is radical. Her mind is bottomless, banal like oceans, bottomless like black history and panther bullets. You mistook her revolutionary for hostility. She is secure. Her ego suffocates your inner zealous. You wonder who could be that. Home. You mistook her confidence for hubris. She is sweet. She is diligent. She is imperfect. She is voice. She is ready. She is now and then. If you asked her why she is always misunderstood, why she is a giver even when we are takers, she would tell you it is because she is a leader.
1: Hey guys, it's another episode of Our Merse Reflections, and we have a very, very special guest today. We have Owner, okay, Strictly Skilled Barbershop. We have Sneed to What's up, Sneed?
2: Not much, chilling.
1: I mean, it's hard to get you, man. You're, 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 you're wanted and needed everywhere. But now that we're all in this reset with this pandemic of this coronavirus, uh, I finally was able to get you on the show.
2: Definitely. I mean, see, everything happens for a reason.
1: Everything happens for a reason. I gotta tell you, I love your work. I love what you've been doing as an entrepreneur. Um, I know you started you've been in the business what over twenty years.
2: Yeah, I started cutting hair when I was ten years old, but um I I started working in the barbershop at twelve.
1: At twelve.
2: At twelve.
1: And they let you cut hair. See
2: I wasn't <laughs> the average I wasn't the average little guy. <clears throat> so I was actually pretty, I was tall, you know, fit. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was just nice. I was born to do this.
1: You was born to do this. So you followed your passion. Who was the first person you saw need with the Clippers that made you feel like this is what you wanted to do?
2: Well, actually, it started because I was on a fifth grade trip to ride Playland in New York City.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, my school's in New York, but we was on a trip to Rap, rap Playland, fifth grade. And I was mischievous <laughs> to, to say the least, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: um I had I had robbed this kid on a bumper cars for like he had a bag of stuffed animals. He must have uh, some prizes that he won in the park. I, I took I was on a bumper cars, I drove past I was I saw him with it in his car. I just was mischievous. I just drove next to him, took it out of his shit, put it in my shit, and then I <laughs> and, and then I hopped out, and then I, I I bounced, and then um they announced my description in the park, and it was just so crazy. I spent <laughs> you know, now I, I was standing I, I was standing. Hold up! I was standing right next to um a cop. Okay. You know, sir. Hold on. Give me one second. I was standing right next to a cop. Right. And he called me. Hold
1: Listen, I know you're high in demand, so if you have to stop and pause and and, and answer emails or text messages, I totally understand. Uh, that's yeah. what makes these uh, podcasts so real and authentic at this point. Hello.
2: Yes, yeah, so um, I was on. So you stand so by the, the cop
1: is, You're standing by the cop, and then what happens?
2: So the cop caught me. Long story short, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't get back in. I couldn't get back into the park. So, the um, I had to stand by the bus and wait till everybody um finish. That but was your
0: punishment.
2: Short, <laughs> yeah, couldn't get back in the park. So, long story short, um, the the head of the PTA was this guy named Darren, fathead that we call him around here. And he owned a barbershop. And Mm -hmm. he said, look, man, you don't need to be robbing nobody, man. Come to the barbershop. I'll give you a job. Sweeping up, though. Sweeping up. So, when I'm sweeping up, I'm watching. So... I'm, and then I see, you know, I'm, I'm watching everything. Not just the haircut, but I see the money that the barbers is getting. I'm watching the haircuts. I love the, I like the craft. The, 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 my man, Shaft, was actually putting whoop dead is in this guy's ball head. The design. whoop dead is That's when that's, that song was out. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that's fire. Mm-hmm. I, worked there, I worked there for like three months, you know. The way they used to pay the sweepers is like every barber giving five or ten dollars right. at the end of the day, or some shit, so I might leave it um fifty sixty <clears throat> I might leave it fifty sixty dollars right. and um and I'm like ah, right, that's cool, but the the money I see the barbers with is a lot more money than fifty sixty dollars <laughs> than they giving you, huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm look. I'm I'm not I'm not asking them for more. Like I deserve more. I right. just said this the wrong this the wrong job. Right. So I need to, and then I'm a good watcher, and you know I could draw, so um right. I could see stuff emulated. So right. three months I quit, and I and I went to the Walgreens, got some clippers, mm-hmm. and um, and then I started cutting my brother's hair because you know. My pops used to give give niggas the, the bowl cuts. So uh-huh. I know that I know they'll let me practice because it can't get no worse than that. <laughs> but look, if my pops do this shit, you might as well let me do it with your shit. <laughs> we cutting each other hair. Well it was actually it was me, my man Dave, and my older brother, Kirk, that started cutting hair. Okay. So we got the clip because we were sharing it. And um, but they was old enough to get summer youth that summer.
1: Wow, the summer youth program. I remember
2: that. But they applied, they got in. I was too young still, so mm-hmm. I just kept cutting on the block. Kept cutting all. I was going house to house. you need to cut. Yeah, I cut it. I was cutting. I was cutting every little kid on my block. Every little kid. And then I I remember um I went to one house down the block. And I cut the kids, and I cut the kids so good. The pops was like, "Yo, man, hook me up too.
1: Wow! And at this stage, you're what? Thirteen or four? You're thirteen years old. I was around like
2: eleven. Wow. I was around like eleven. Eleven
1: years old, cutting
2: hair for the block. Yeah. So I was like eleven. I was I cut everybody on about The preacher, I cut all his kids because preacher cheap, so he don't want to spend money to pay for um <clears throat> for haircuts, so. He he, rather pay me. I was charging um five dollars for a cut.
1: <laughs> five dollars. So how much were you making a week? You would say at a, at the age of eleven, Sneed?
2: Um, shit. I was probably making like um, I was probably making like fifty a day.
1: Fifty a day at eleven years old.
2: Yeah, that's a fact.
1: And what were you doing with that money that you were making?
2: Uh, saving it, spending it, you know.
1: Okay, so at 11 years old, you knew that you had to put some
2: away. You had to save. Yeah, yeah, I was saving and spending it. Uh, stuff, I mean, $100 could get you a lot of stuff back then.
1: Right, absolutely.
2: $100, $100 got me a discus uh, shirt, some, some caterpillar jeans, and a pair of, like, uptowns. So you was laced.
1: <laughs> you was laced in haircuts, and you was dressed.
2: Yeah. Was, you know what I'm saying? So...
1: All right, so now, so so take me through this, Snead. So at 11 years old, you're cutting for the block, you cutting for the past, you cutting for people, you cutting dad's hair.
2: No, no, I ain't, I ain't cutting my pop's hair. He my didn't pop, allow you
1: to?
2: My pop's ain't let me cut his hair until, <laughs> for a while. My pop's ain't let me cut his hair until I cut this older dude from across the street named uh, Mr. Sonny. And that's the type of haircut my father gets. So you're like, all right wow one one, one day because i was mad busy on the back porch so one day he came back there like yo hook me up and i'm like you serious like, all right fuck it <clears throat> so i hooked him up and he, he never wanted anybody else to touch his hair after that
0: really yeah
2: he never he never so how, got out
1: how, how old were you then when you started cutting your dad's hair
2: um i, I think i was in the barbershop around that time then you know
1: right So take me through this. So as you got older, you started working in a barbershop. At what point, Snead, did you say, I want to start, I want to get into business and have my own business. I want to have people come for me because you seem like you always already had that mentality as a kid. You know, being a superstar, wanting to be great at what you do. And now that you have hit that peak of greatness, tell me what made you want to have your own business.
2: I mean, I always thought business minded. I remember when I used to go to the, uh, to the, to the after the teen center. It was called uh, the Center for Children and Family on on the Avenue, mm-hmm. and um, we used to always gear up and go to the store. Mm-hmm. So, so one of them days, I asked the guy who ran the program. I said, um, I said, could I set up a little table right here, like uh-huh. selling snacks? Cause you know at least we'll alleviate going to the store.
1: Right. So I
2: call, I call the Sam's corner,
1: Sam's corner. <laughs> and,
2: and and my man, Steph, my man, Steph was working for me. So, so you had
1: somebody working for you already.
2: And I didn't remember that until my, he hit me up on IG a, a few, a, a few months back. And he was like, yo man, you always thought like this. And I wow. totally forgot about it. He said, you always thought like this. I remember, uh, he sent he sent me the sheet of the uh, the printout of what the snacks that we have for sale, and I, I, I should have screenshot of that shit. But and I I always thought like that because it's just like um when you think about since you supposed to think about like damn what's missing like like what's missing from our neighborhood the black neighborhood is learning how to like like accessible healthy food. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if It's easy to eat bad in the hood. You could Chinese food here, Kentucky fry here, Uh, Mm -hmm. another Kentucky fry here, corner Mm -hmm. deli selling um, high sodium sandwiches and shit, you know. (laughs) But it's easy to eat like when people want to, even because some some I give people credit, they do want to try other foods, but their options are limited, right? You know, so they stuck with the. Candy Fry. They stuck with the um pizza shop. Um, what else? Like but when you go to the other neighborhoods, you see Panero bread, you see um what's another Chipotle's, you see the you know what I mean? Like
1: healthier food, healthier choices, right?
2: Jamaica Avenue just started getting uh gentrified. They calling it the Greater Jamaica now. So Greater Jamaica. They're calling it the Greater Jamaica. So now now you see a chipotle on the corner so yeah but
1: sometimes i wonder even if you see it is it the same type of grade of food that you would see in another neighborhood
2: i'm sure because it's uh it's the same it's franchise food so right and they sent the same pack out
1: i i don't want to step away from the business too much but since we are talking about it what made you go vegan because i know you're vegan and how long have you been vegan
2: Uh, about a year actually um my friend, my uh, I didn't mind trying it. Like I said, the option, you know. Right. I didn't, right. I didn't mind trying it, but my um, my boy um, pup, he opened a vegan restaurant called Live Kitchen, and and he was like, Yo, you should try." I say, "You know what? When y'all open up, when y'all open up, and you know, I know where I could get consistent food. I'll yeah. try. It. Cause it don't make sense." Eating that, eating me, eating that, you know what I'm saying? So
1: right. Uh, if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all the way, right?
2: No, no, but it, it was easy to access the food
1: to transition. You're saying,
2: yeah, because the food was good. Had, they had, a, they got a good, a, a good uh, variety of dishes that that's enjoyable. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that hard for me.
1: Okay. But,
2: I mean, to it's hard to cut out everything at first. You. The best thing is to probably like cut the cut everything out and just eat fish in the beginning. Got it. Fish fish is probably the last thing you cut out.
1: Got it. So it wasn't easy for you to cut you know, cut cut out the oxtail and the curry chicken and the curry shrimp and the things. That was not hard for you to do?
2: No. No. Really? Because, well, the like when I when I eat, I eat like, you know what, this is good for the body. Got That's it. what I think. Got I mean it. it's still tasteful though. What I eat is very tasteful. But
1: Do you do you cook for
2: yourself? Well actually right now my uh my nephew's wife cooks. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we're gonna have to get you in that kitchen because you're gonna
2: have to learn how to cook your vegan food. Oh no, no, no. I, I, I know how to cook. I could do anything. I believe that. Okay, Snead. I'm not surprised. You've been cutting here since you uh, was a little see, boy in Pampas. <laughs> see, uh, see, the the big, the big biggest thing about cooking is tasting the food while you're doing it.
1: Right.
2: But, like, you don't just throw a bunch of salt in there and then just taste it when it's done.
1: Right. You,
2: you throw a little salt at a time, taste it. If you if it need a little bit more, add a little bit more. Taste it. And okay, that Then... Then you, when you, when it's perfect, it's perfect.
1: Well, Snead, you got to come out with a cookbook for vegan people. I don't know if I'm ready to come on to the other side
2: with you, but I'll try. <laughs> I mean, and the the thing about this thing right here, this whole pandemic right here. Yes. It's gonna it like it's gonna it's gonna make people really pay attention to what they put in their body for real. You're Cause, right. Because. Like, this, the the meat that you eat can't fight off them viruses. They just yeah. add to it. So, so, cool. so it, if, if you're doing that, if you're focusing on what you're putting in your body to where your immune system is at its, at its top performing, performance, like, then the, you could fight the virus off a lot better when you, when you're feeding the body with the shit that it needs mm-hmm. rather than that you like to the taste.
1: Mm, mm. They say you are what you eat. And I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people right now that's suffering with this thing, I think it's definitely going to have a reset on our minds on what we're putting into our mouths. And is it really nourishing our bodies or is we're just eating it because it tastes
2: well? Yeah. I mean, like milk and dairy right now ain't good for you right in, in these times. Cause you just no. put more mucus. You put more mucus in your body. That's so.
1: right. And mucus is the form of all diseases, as Doctor Sabi used to say. And uh, God, God, God rest his soul. He was really the truth, honestly
2: because cause why are you drinking a cow's milk when a baby cow on a, a cow after a certain amount of time don't drink the cow's milk
1: they don't drink milk anymore isn't that something something is basic is that I don't think we really look into those simple basic things I think we make things so um so hard and it's not that hard you know when I was feeding my well I breastfed my babies for a long time my son I stopped breastfeeding at three years old but don't and don't judge me but there's something about Drinking from your mother's breast and something about drinking from a can—big, big, big difference.
2: No, but uh, what I'm what I'm saying is, you you know, after a certain time, you don't drink your you don't drink your um your the cow's milk. Then no, I agree.
0: Why should,
2: why should you be drinking? Why should you be drinking a cow's milk? Because right. it comes from a pregnant cow. So mm-hmm. that means that means you drinking milk with hormones in it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a lot of stuff with that. And if you're a crackhead, right, mm-hmm. and you have a and you have a baby, mm-hmm. they tell you don't breastfeed because they the don't want you to gonna be breastfeed. getting
1: the drugs. Yeah,
2: correct. So you don't know what drugs that cow got hit with, True. right? You don't know what tranquilizer or whatever the hell they they did so this so you could jerk this cow off. To to, to to get this milk out. They don't know the drugs they hit them with. So whatever. I loved how <laughs>
1: versed you are, um, Sam. You are so versed. You're so like well rounded. And I'm I'm not impressed because I know you and I see this with you all the time. But what would you say to young people right now that is saying, I want to be just like Sneed the barber. I want to have my own barber shop. I want to be cutting all these famous athletes. What would you say to them? What advice would you give them to do if they want to get on your level one day?
2: My my advice, I'm, I would say enjoy the journey. Because mm. I mean, I didn't I I didn't think I mean, and it's, and it's people that's on a higher level to me. Like I enjoyed the journey. I, I, I like when I, I remember them days when I used to have my backpack on my back, mm-hmm. he, headed to cut head in another town. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I tell them, listen, round round up ten niggas. I'm pulling up. You got? I'm not pulling up for just you. If it's wow. you, ten ten people over there, I need to make at least a hundred on a stop. Wow. So. So you round them up, but I always have my clippers I you never caught me without them wow. so you you move with
1: your clippers wherever you go,
2: yeah, you see me riding a bike, I got a book bag on my back that's not no um patches for the tire. <laughs> so that's that's um that's that's for me that's for me to get busy whenever Because, whenever. you know people oh, Yo, you got your clippers on you hell yeah, it's like always. that's like my what? Wa- it's like my wallet,
1: it's like your wallet. Wow. Let me ask you something. Um, what mistakes would you say that you made on this road to entrepreneurship that you would tell people listening today what you should be aware of when you say you want to run and you want to own your business?
2: I mean, it's I don't I, don't, I never look at it as mistakes for real. I look at it as lessons learned along along the way. Mm-hmm. But it depends on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, like in in order to run a successful business, you have to know how to manage personalities.
0: Right.
2: And you gotta realize that everybody's not the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's it's just it's just like a basketball team. I could go up to could go up to um one player and tell him, listen, man, step your fucking game up, right? I don't mean to curse on your uh, podcast. It's fine. I step curse all ep- the time. <laughs> I could be like, step your effing game up, and I'ma right. get the proper response out of him. But then to the to the another player, I might have to go to him and be like, listen, listen, Rob, I know, I know you got it. I believe in you. I mm-hmm. just need you to believe in yourself. I'm gonna have to speak to him to get that same reaction that I did mm-hmm. telling this other guy to step your effing game up. Wow. you know what I'm saying so it's two different two different methods, same result. Yes, but you gotta know he this might make him crumble this Mm. gonna challenge him so i'm gonna inspire him i'm gonna challenge him and Mm. hopefully we get hopefully we get the same result at the end of this whole thing the inspiration the challenge
1: to me that is a boss response and for you know when you think about being a boss from what I'm getting from you, is not only thinking about yourself, but it's also thinking about your employees, you know, because whether they you are looking at...
2: at go I ahead, mean, Steve. You, you think about them first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I I know how to survive. Mm. So, I, you know, you got to think about them because you're responsible for their survival.
1: I mean... That, that, you know, I think that's what the world is missing when I think about what's happening right now. People are not thinking of others. They're just thinking of survival for their families and their self. But what you're saying to me is it's important to think about others first instead of putting yourself always on the map. Is that where you go? I
2: mean, I mean no, no. I, self-preservation is always first. But, okay. like, you know, you, you know... Um, like I know I right, yeah, I'm good, let me make sure they're good though,
1: got
2: it, I'm good, you make sure they're good,
1: well, what are you doing right now in with this covid nineteen pandemic going on? How's business for you? What's happening with all your employees? What are you doing right now?
2: all uh, right now, right now, I'm thinking about all the businesses that's up and running right now. <laughs> like like, and, and i'm not and i'm not jealous in a way i'm okay. i'm thinking about i'm thinking about all the businesses that's running right now in this downtown mm-hmm. so which business is strong enough to survive in any
0: climate
2: mm. pandemic any climate you see what i'm saying yeah but like certain, like like me like if i were if i if i if I was one of those people that I used to sew prom dresses right now right like if they're not making money that's their fault right now because they should have flipped it and started making masks as soon as as soon as this thing was a shortage
1: look at you thinking ahead
2: whatever scraps you had around laying around that you might have thrown in a bucket I'd have been making masks mm. i because i just, I just be on the internet buying fancy masks right now.
1: That's so, what you'd be doing. You,
2: you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's still a market in mm. this town right now. Just okay. like the, I, I, I watch TV and I see the people that used to produce alcohol beverages making sanitizer. Right. Right? So Right. You, you, but you got to be a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta you gotta always be thinking about what's next
0: because
2: mm-hmm. uh, like a built, a business that's built to built to um, last is built to change Wow you know what I mean
1: I mean what I see that you give back a lot in your community and I want to touch on that a little bit I want to know how you got started in philanthropy I want to know what was your inspiration to do that? And tell us a little about about the communities that you give back to in Queens.
2: I mean, I mainly give back. I mainly give back to the communities where I started at, where I, where I was running around with my bike, doing house to house. That's really the community that I really give back to. You know what I'm saying? Because I figure that 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 neighborhood made Sneed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I yeah, use my 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 book bag drive, right? So right. we all, we, we always gave back, like right. in that way. We started off with the a hundred book bags. That's, 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 we started off giving a hundred book bags back. Um, it was like a customer appreciation day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? It's close to school. So wow, let's give out some book bags. Let's make it, let's make it nice. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Cause I charge I charge a, a premium price in the hood, so you know let me give let me give give something back to the people that's been supporting since day one, and even the new customers, and even the future customers. But I really don't even do it for customers, cause I'm already booked already. I could be like, you know, I'm good with that. I don't need to give back nothing, but I give back something, cause one I want to set a good example for the young youths growing up in the in the hood. 'Cause mm-hmm. now it's a lot more kids wanting to be a barber. I wanna be like Sneed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's nothing wrong with that. And it's actually a good thing. So um that's why the same cars that the drug dealers might drive, Sneak drives. So uh you look, know, I, I can either choose now you now you don't have to look at the drug dealer alone. You could like, oh, I can be like Sneak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he drive the same thing they drive, but he's doing it on a legitimate business type of time rather than, you know, the legal way. Less mm-hmm. risk involved. Mm-hmm. And, and it's longevity in there. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk to you about, um, which is a big topic these days, on man weaves. How the hell did you come up with that? To me, that is like major didn't even know men did it and didn't even know that a man would be the one knowing how to do it let's talk about that for a minute
2: i mean i didn't i didn't come up with it it's just that that's the good thing about going to hair shows mm-hmm. so like if you if you're that barber that that don't want to go to hair shows and you're thinking like uh what i need to go to hair shows for watch people cut then you need to open your mind a lot more to see what this industry has to offer
0: Right.
2: Right. So I was seeing it. I was seeing it on the internet actually. And I'm like, yo, that is, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of ill the way they do that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't look at it as no, why would you why would a man need that? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't see that. And for the price that they was charging, I'm saying whoa, no, nah, I need to do that. It, it's <laughs> not really, a, it's not really about, it's not really about the haircut. It's, it's about getting paid more money. It's just like if, I had a job and another job was hiring and they paid more money. I want that job.
0: Right. Right.
2: So with the hair unit, right? That's what they call it. The hair unit or the hair systems. That's technically technically sound speaking. Okay. Um, you could make $600 plus within two hours. Wow. Right. So it's no haircut that I'm going to do that I'm going to make that much in two hours. So wow. why wouldn't I learn how to do this, right? Wow,
1: that's a lot of money. Yeah. And people are paying for that?
2: Of course. You,
1: and you, how long do they last? Like, can a guy go and wash his hair with this on his head? Like, how does this all work?
2: I mean, stay out of the water. Wash it <laughs> When you, when you come when you come back to the shop, we wash your hair, and we gonna wash your hair. We put after I wash their hair, I put this mud on their hair, mud on the um ball the balding area, uh-huh. and it, that joint had your scalp feeling squeaky clean. And then you just go for another month.
1: Wow. So let me ask you, Sneed. Um, someone that wants to cut like you, someone that wants to be a boss like you, mm-hmm. where would they is there a school that they can go to? Is there a, a program they could take with you to learn how to cut hair? How does that all work?
2: I mean, I do provide shadow sessions. You know where um, I, it's this fade technique that I teach. Uh, so you could you could um, book that service. That's mm-hmm. a three-hour service for three fifty. Mm-hmm. Or you could book the the, the full day for eight hundred, right? And then uh, you shadow me. I show you how I um, run my business on, on the platform that I run it on. And then you'll see that it works for me. Mm-hmm. And you could you could choose to adapt adapt that um, same type system and use it for you. When you go back to wherever you cut hair at, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'll show you how to market, like how do I post, why do I post, and what I put under my post when I do post.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: all right and um pretty much like how to create like engagement on the internet and some mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta understand how the internet works as far as algorithms especially with facebook facebook and instagram mm-hmm. right because they want you to pay for promotion so they're not gonna really they're not gonna really un, like when you post it's not gonna really go to everybody like that Mm. it's not it's not gonna hit the popular pages like that so they want you to hit that promote button
1: so you manage all your social media you manage you know strictly skills um i see you're wearing your brother's t-shirt which i gotta i gotta ask it's a tough thing to talk about um but how are you dealing with the fact of the loss of your brother you two were like you know i see you
2: i see him
1: how is that for you? Because I know it's hard.
2: I mean, I, I don't like to, um, I don't like to brag about my sign, but I'm an Aquarius, mm-hmm. so, um, so we we accept things, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and it's something that I can't control, right? So I really, I really can't worry about. It. I mean, I, I went through my emotions. My emotions are still there for real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna forever be there. But mm-hmm. I just, I just do things and I, um, and I do it in his name. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it, it, it's a process. It's mm-hmm. a process. It's, it's not something that you're going to get, you going to get through it how you get through it. Every, every, every loss is different.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: mm-hmm. like me, me and my brother, um, we exhausted every, every channel like you know what i mean like we didn't we it's nothing that we can't say like damn we should have did this more like we right. did it to the fullest right you know, we, we we cut hair got the money went on vacation enjoyed the money mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like plenty of memories so mm. many memories so it's 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 like it's no st- no stone was left unturned mm.
0: You know
2: what i mean mm-hmm. like even that da- even down to the last trip the last trip was to the NBA Finals. Wow! And that wow. was final, right?
0: Wow! No, wow.
2: Th- that was that was our final trip together.
1: Together. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Then mm-hmm. then he then he came home and went on a trip by himself. Wow! So, and wow. and that that trip that that last trip that we took together,
1: mm-hmm.
2: none none of the none it was just me and him.
1: Just you and him.
2: It was just me and him. We. We shared rooms for like, it was rare. We we shared rooms and we we didn't share rooms in years. Wow, wow, you know that's what So we went out to eat. We went out. We we shared rooms. Went out to eat. I, I had just bought a camera. I recorded that whole trip. Wow. Start to finish, start to finish. Checking in the hotel, uh, driving to the arena. You know what I'm saying? It was just like we was just traveling because we can't so and and we decided to go there around like 11 wow 11 o'clock at night wow i said i said yo man we off tomorrow i said let's, let's go to the game it's in san francisco let's go i said fuck wow. it you know what I'm the, the
1: the legacy that he's left behind the legacy that you continue is 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 something to say about your strength, and for everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, I mean, you have to when you're in these situations use people like Sneed and others who have lost the loved one but still knows that life has to go on, and you have definitely exemplified that, Sneed. Um, I was always impressed by your strength and how you've handled things, and you've you know kept the business going. Now you've expanded the business and i know for sure that he's proud and you've definitely gained a, a heavenly angel to look after you um, i want to know what's up next for sneed the great
2: what what's what's next for you next um, um, i want i want to open a, a lot of business
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but we going we going i think i'm going into um, i think i'm going go to the restaurant business the food business. I, like, I think those are, that's one of the, um, those businesses that's still going on right now in this mm. pandemic. People still need to eat.
1: Yes, right. people still right. need to eat. They and people are going be- out there, they're ordering food, they're waiting on yeah. lines for food. Right. They, You're still right.
2: eating. they still got to eat. You're right. so restaurant
1: business then what what's next i mean i think you need to be doing a book like what there's got to be a list of things that you're working on in your mind if not already
2: i've been wanting to do a book it's just that i'm at i'm at um lazy in some places
1: you don't have to be lazy all you need to do is get your recorder out and start recording it you need to write a book
2: yeah that's what i think it is that's what i'm saying I i might be lazy on picking up that recorder
1: pick up the recorder. All you have to do is record it. You can have someone type it up, do the manuscript and, and get it done. It's really not, I mean, I did it. It's not that hard. I mean, you're doing everything yeah. else. Yeah. Okay. So, after that, um, what what are you doing right now with the COVID? How is, you? we touched on it a little bit, but how is your employees doing with this? With the shop being closed?
2: I mean, they worrying, but then you have you have um, situations where that come out where you hear uh, a barber passed away because he was doing house calls and yes. he came in contact with it and, and he couldn't fight it. Right. 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 So, so don't, like, yeah, you want to get out there, but then that type of story kind of like back you up a little bit.
1: Right. So
2: you like, damn, I, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about doing it, but then, That shit kind of backed me up. I don't don't think I'm going to do that now. I don't think I'm going to run around and expose myself going to somebody's crib.
1: It's not worth it. You know, I know we all have to feed our families and we all have responsibilities, but you're right. It's definitely not worth
2: it. I mean, with the responsibilities, I mean, if you got a car loan, Mm -hmm. uh, you could call them and they'll defer the shit 90 days. So it's not like you got to pay that. right? Right. Um. I took a I took a loan out to do um I took a business loan to do to do my renovation right, right? and it's a fifty two week loan mm-hmm. and they hit me up and say listen we know you're not working right now so we're gonna stop the automatic payments right. until until work resumes right so so the creditors are working with you right so. Like, don't be so pressed to have to pay them now. Just relax.
1: That's great advice. Great advice. Let me ask you something. What would you leave the listeners that's listening to this podcast today? What would you say, if you could say three things of advice about running a business, about being an entrepreneur, um, what would you leave them with to say, this is how I did it. This is how you can do it. And this is how you can do it successfully.
2: Okay, I mean the way I started my business when I I, I I never bit off more than I could chew. Like it's not it's not don't be caught up on impressing people. Like say oh yeah I got this big old store, right? right. Like when I first um, opened my barbershop, I I got the smaller store, so the, the rent was a, the rent was around eleven hundred dollars. So so when I knew I could pay the rent myself, and the beauty Industry, you want to be able to pay that rent by yourself, so right. where you don't need to rely on no other barbers if you don't have that help. Now, when you add the help, now that's just extras in your pocket, right? Right, and grow the business as you grow. So the more, and always put back into your business because the more you put back into your business, customers see that. And they gonna grow with you. The ones that wanna grow with you. You know what I mean? So you and then you can raise the price on that premise. Like, listen, man, I spent more money in this place. I need more money out of you. Cause you gotta right. do your part too. I didn't I didn't I didn't upgrade this business just for myself, because I want you to be more comfortable. So you wanna be more comfortable? I'm gonna need some more money from you so that I could be more comfortable paying these bills for the right. new stuff that you like. You know right. what I mean? I added that for you, for your right. purpose. So, the, so the experience when you come here is mm-hmm. greater, Got right? The, and the ones that, and the more how you get on the premium price, and you're gonna see a different type of personality from your clientele, right? 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 And then, and then you want to run business. Sometimes when you're running your business, sometimes you gotta step outside of your your business and think as a consumer now. So now, when you when you thinking outside of the box, you got to think: if I walk in my business, would I like the customer service that we offering? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So so if you if you if you walk in like if you walk in a store and nobody acknowledges you, what mm-hmm. you gonna do? So when you somebody walk into your business, make sure you acknowledge them. Right. To, you know what I'm saying? So because nobody have to walk into your business that's not a that's not something that that's that's an automatic just because you open business that don't mean people are supposed to come through them doors right yeah and it, and and and, it, and if like if I don't like you i'm I'm not spending money in your business
0: that's right
2: I remember I used to go uptown and buy mm-hmm. and buy clothes I used to reckless with the bread right. I, was, I was making like two grand a week so I was spending a thousand on clothes a week, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. um, and 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 I and I hardly went out. So eventually, I I stopped that. But mm-hmm. one one time, I one time I needed to use the bathroom mm-hmm. at the store of town blue jeans, right yeah. in Harlem. Uh-huh. And I was like, Yo, I, yo, yeah, I, I need to use the bathroom. I use your bathroom? to so, no, nah, nah, it's not, it's not for customers. I said, it's not for customers. I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in business, bro. Mm-hmm. Certain customers, certain customers, they gonna. If a guy's paying me a hundred, two hundred a cut,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he, and he asks me to stay late, no problem. I got right. you. Pull up. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm gonna pay you how you treat me. Like that's right. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I'm spending a thousand dollars a week, that's four thousand a month. Even if I went downstairs and pissed on the floor, you right. should just have you should just have somebody clean that shit. It's worth it. That's right.
0: He's
1: not looking at the bigger picture. He wasn't looking at the bigger picture.
2: So, so he told me he said, "Go to McDonald's. McDonald's uh, they got a bathroom in it." So I was like, all right, cool, no doubt. I ran to McDonald's."
0: Uh-huh. So,
2: I, so as I'm as I'm taking a piss, I'm thinking, like. Uh-huh. I spent so much money in this guy's store. Mm-hmm. I had and I had a, and I had probably like twelve hundred on that counter, ready to go, about mm-hmm. to pay for it. So I ran to McDonald's, took my piss, and then I came back. He said, You ready? I, he said, whatever the hell he called me. He said, You ready? Mm-hmm. I say, you know what? I just realized something. Mm-hmm. I said th- I, th- I said You like my money. I don't think you respect me though.
1: Ooh, you like yeah, my money, but I don't think you respect me. I love that. Yes. You
2: know what I'm saying? I I, I, say I don't think you respect me because I run a business mm-hmm. and I don't turn nobody down from the bathroom. Crackhead, right. homeless, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and the barber's like, yo, don't let her use the bathroom. She's going to mess up the... I don't care. Mm-hmm. Somebody gonna clean. It. Somebody mm-hmm. on clean. It. I, don't, I don't want nobody to deny the bathroom.
0: That's right.
2: I don't wow. want you... I want you taking a piss on the side of my store and when it rain, I smell it. Right. Take, take a piss in the bathroom. Right. You that's real.
1: Saying? Sneed, that's real. That's real. I think you, you're you right. You have to treat your customers. They're your clientele. And you have to treat people how you want to be treated. Period.
2: Correct. So I told him. I said, I don't think I could spend no more money in the store. Mm. Mm. He felt and, that. And I, and I told him, I'm going to tell, tell my friends don't spend no money in here either. Wow. Because you don't respect us. You like mm-hmm. our money. You mm-hmm. don't respect us. You know what, what did he mean? say? And, and I told the nigga, I said, look, you could send somebody down there to make sure. I know I ain't going to steal nothing, but I'm not going to feel no way. You could send somebody down there to follow me so I could just use the bathroom real quick.
0: Right. All right. right.
2: I know I ain't gonna steal them, but you can make sure, double check. You know right. what I'm saying? You could, right. pro- you could, you can ha- I, I, I'll agree to that. That you mm-hmm. could have somebody follow me, and I use the bathroom and bounce.
0: Right. He
2: still said no. I said, I said this shit gotta be crazy. I said, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't, spend my hard earned money into at a spot where they don't respect my shit. Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. So, so. I think when people respect you, they don't care. They don't mind spending money with you,
1: right? If they respect you, that's a big part of it, and yeah. that—that's what I think our youth need to learn today. Stop spending your money, okay, at places at businesses that don't respect
2: you. Period. Yeah, if they if they don't respect you, and if they don't respect your friend, mm-hmm. don't spend your money there either. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if I know if I know a business done did some fucked up shit to somebody mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. even if I don't like them, mm-hmm. and he black, you don't respect me either. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We ain't going to spend no money there. There's plenty of places I go spend my money.
1: That's right. I agree with you on that. Let and me that's say. The
2: o- and that's the only language they respect. Is, is money. money. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's money. You're right. You're right. What would you say to people today right now um, for their mental health? that is under a lot of pressure and stress um to keep their business afloat what advice would you give them today
2: i mean don't worry about nothing you can't control Mm -hmm. your land your landlord knows he knows you so if you've been a if you've been a model tenant Mm -hmm. all this time Mm -hmm. and 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 in this time you can't pay your bills he should understand right you know what I'm saying? When you get back on your feet, you work out a payment plan with them and pay them. Mm. But I don't think nobody's gonna lose their business. Because mm-hmm. it's no way a, a, a landlord or a tenant gonna justify that you was in this pandemic and couldn't pay your bill, so you're gonna throw you out right away to get who in there. Cause <laughs> it, it ain't no it, it ain't nobody yeah. opening up business right now.
1: That's right.
2: So, so if they throw you out, nobody's gonna replace you, especially if you've been such a, if your business has been so great, right? They're not gonna kick you out, right? So just stay put. Don't worry about nothing you can't control. Tell him what it is. He know what it is. Mhm,
0: mhm.
1: That is great advice. I mean, all these sneedisms that I've been getting from you today on this podcast, boy, I got to go play this back and write some of them down. I mean yes, it's really right. it's really the truth. Um, I want you to tell our listeners, Sneed the Great, the world renowned cutter out there. I want you to tell people where they can nah, find barber. you. Barber. Barber. It's, barber.
2: It's, two, it's two different things. Barber and a haircutter is two different things.
1: Break it down for me. What is the difference between a barber and a cutter?
2: A cutter, a cutter is a guy that might just show up whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. cut your head, unprofessional a barber is a professional
1: a barber is a professional
2: the barber is a professional
1: I learned something today thank you yeah. Sneed for that
2: it's the difference between a street cutter and a barber
1: well the barber Sneed the Great was on our Aramur's Reflections today Sneed where could the people find you please tell me
2: I mean right now you can find me in the house <laughs> like 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 everybody else is in the house but (laughs) on 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 social media platform everything's the same sneed the great one sneed underscore the great one and that's s-n-e-e-d underscore d-a-g-r-e-a-t one all right You guys
1: got to follow Snead the Great. He's an amazing, amazing person. He's an amazing businessman. Got a lot of respect for him. He cuts my son's hair. And um, I I feel so lucky to have you. You've been so hard to get. I understand why. And I'm so grateful that you allowed to give me this hour to chat with you and learn a little more about behind the Snead the Great businessman. I want you to also. is Do you have a website that people can go to?
2: Uh, Strictlyskills.com. Perfect. And, strict, and StrictlySkillsBarbershop.com. Well, StrictlySkills.com is the e commerce site, and StrictlySkillsBarbershop.com is everything about Strictly Skills as far as the brand, the, um, the barbers that's associated with the brand. Mm-hmm. and and pretty much everything we do
1: so you know where to find sneed the barber guys. sneed thank you so much for joining our mirrors reflections it's been real brother
2: definitely